Hey everybody, I'm Theresephine Millies and this is Ninth Arcana, a tarot podcast. Today we are talking about the Two of Swords. Two of Swords. So the two we've talked about before. It's duality, it's partnership, it's conflict, it's choice. And it's also swords, so it's of the mind. Logic, decisions, intellect, problem-solving skills. It's the left brain, and it's also air. The sword is cold. It's double-sided. It gets to the point, but there's often a cost or at least a not-so-pleasant outcome of the truth itself or the getting to it. Let's just get right in. Let's look at the cards. In the Aquarius and the Waitsmith, we see a woman in white which are her underclothes. She sits on a stone in the center of the image. She's stoic. She's centered. She's holding two swords in each hand against opposite shoulders. She's a blindfold on. Behind her, it's nighttime. The crescent moon is in the sky. And the sea behind her takes up more than a third of the image. There's not rocky water, but there's a lot of rocks in the water. The card is all blue, and to a lesser degree, some light gray. Blue is the color of the throat. It's about using or not using your voice. Her dress is a nightgown. It's what she would wear underneath her clothes or just sleep in. She's out at night in her nightgown, sitting alone by the water with her eyes closed. I feel like this has a definite meditation vibe to it. It's a getting to the truth feeling. There's nothing like warm and coddling here. There's a very get to the point, get to the truth feeling about this card. This is the quiet time. This is where she's able to stop seeing and sensing and begin to start knowing. The swords can represent two paths, two truths. Like all of the twos in all four suits, it means to make a decision or have a choice to make. It's this or that. The swords at the shoulders remind me of the angel and the devil arguing in old cartoons. Poking out just underneath her nightgown are her feet, which are yellow is the only part of this card that is a warm color. This is confidence. And the stone bench is stone. It's resolute, it's stable, and it's strong. So she has a foundation here. The lack of fear in her face, the vulnerability of it being nighttime and she's in her PJs with a blindfold on, says something about the lengths that she is willing to go to get to the truth of the situation. The Morgan Greer is an even deeper nighttime, dark, beautiful blue. The moon's still there over the left shoulder, which is very much high priestess energy there. She's standing now, and she's in her clothes. She looks regal. She's a noble. She seems to be waiting for more information before she takes action. The water in this card is like 80% of it. Water is feeling. It's unconscious. It's the unknown. And it's vast. And because this is swords, it means an unknown and vast mind. The blindfold allows her to be inside of herself, to see the unseen, and to be able to know the unknown. In the mythic tarot, there's three people. We have a soldier, we have a queen, and we have a guy standing between them. The queen and the soldier are holding a sword and creating an X like over the front of the person standing between them, which is also in white, reminiscent of the other cards. The first story that popped in my head about this card is a custody battle. Each parent wants the child on their side and against the other parent. 
This is a conflict. The Wild Unknown shows two swords, again in an X, another X pattern. There's a theme there for sure. But this time there's a sun between them, between their tips. This card feels like sword energy holding the fire energy in check. The swords are cold, they're steel, they're logic, like cold hard facts. The fire and the sun are booming, unstable energy. This card says to me to use your intellect to keep your emotions in line. Or use logic to not get carried away on random ideas or passions. The line strider shows a hawk or a falcon in full armor with two swords crossed over him. The bird has his eyes and his ears covered with armor. He's got a bunch of blue line art on his body. This feels like he's trapped, like he's a prisoner, more than he's chosen to close his eyes or his ears. In the Holly Simple, she gives us two swords poking at one eye. This is the first card that doesn't show an X, that nothing's overtly being blocked here. But the ability to use the eye and see has been destroyed. So that's a pretty big block all by itself. In this tarot, the keyword for this card is choice. The Luna shows two swords in the ground like tombstones. It's a very different image than the others. The moon is on the opposite side of the card. Now it's on the left side of the card. Which kind of makes sense because in the other cards there was a person and it was over their left shoulder. And in this card it's on our left side. So I guess it's not a big stretch or a big change actually. We've also got daffodils and bees. So the swords are settled in the ground, they're rested, and there's things growing around them. I bought a new Luna Soul that had a guidebook. So I'm going to read you what the guidebook says for this card. Things are becoming stagnant and lose their sharp edge. Forward momentum seems almost impossible. Hard work and a new way of thinking are needed to uncover how to move forward. But the energy and drive are hard to find, as things are also in a period of peace. Choice has always been sort of what I have heard and been told that this card means. But I didn't connect that. What I see here, what has actually hit me when I pulled up the Holly Simple, is that this card represents a block. It's either subconscious or intentional. And the Aquarius in the weight, she's not only blindfolded, but her heart is blocked by the X. Not by the sword itself, but by her arms. She's blocking her heart with her hands because she's holding the swords. That's super poetic. She's protecting her heart with her logic. Like, you can't not see that once you see that. She's protecting herself, but she's also keeping herself closed and silent. She's in a state of rest. She's in a state of, she's not giving any energy anywhere. She's definitely going through something deep within. I saw vulnerability before, but she's not some poor creature. She has two huge swords, which are intelligence and truth, that she clearly knows how to use. She's doing something right now, though. She's busy, and while she's figuring it out, she's set herself up all stable and protected. She's in her own little built box of protection with these two giant swords. I've said protection like 1,400 times. But she's choosing to keep her mouth shut, to trap her heart and her blazing sun. 
So when she puts down the swords and removes her blindfold and opens up her mouth, she will know exactly what she intends to say. She could go ahead and just put down a sword and remove her blindfold, but what good is that going to do her? She obviously set herself up this way, intentionally. Truth, intellect, unconscious, the moon, confident shoes, and a solid stone to sit on. Who needs sight? Why would you need your eyes? She is off this plane of existence. She's armored up and she's ready to get inside of her brain and her unconscious and her feelings and figure herself out. So when she puts down the swords, when it's time to remove the blindfold, when she opens her mouth, she will know exactly what she intends to say, and it will be her absolute truth. The other thing that I see here, and maybe this podcast is a little bit more rambly than usual, but you know, it's always a journey from pulling the cards to conclusion. And the longer I talk about it, the more things that I see. And what's sticking out for me, now that I've said all those things that I said, is the block and the blindfold. The block is that you don't know the truth. And whatever is being blocked is preventing you from knowing the truth, whether that's your ability to speak the truth or you speak, speak your request to understand truth or you're blocking your legs so you can't walk to the place where you can learn things. The point is that the ultimate truth, which is what swords are, discernment, and fact. So everybody has different sides to a story and truth is different depending on who you're talking to. So truth can only be your personal truth. So if you're asking someone a question, you can only hope that they're giving you what they believe is truth. And you can apply that to what you believe is truth. And you can learn things that you didn't know before because you asked someone a question and they answer it. But the thing here is that blindfold. Why are the eyes getting poked out? Why are the eyes getting covered up? And it's because if you can see with your eyes, you're going to be swayed. You need to be able to see with your discernment. So you have to close your eyes in order to see, which is a poetic concept that everybody has heard once or twice, because there is a very definite difference between your truth and your perception, I think, maybe, because perception is relative, but so is truth. I mean, I don't know. If you cover your eyes, you hear better. If you close your eyes while you're meditating, you get into your body better. That's just fact. That's just what it is. That's how it works. If you want to take a walk inside of your body, you close your eyes to the outside world so you're not influenced by it. If you need to find your truth, you have to go inside your body. The other thing is that the picture shows a head between two swords. It looks like a beheading. I said that in the very beginning. Well, I wrote it down. So in the old days, before guns were popular, you have somebody in a dungeon and you want to get information out of them. What do you do? You put a sword to their throat. And you say, I'm going to kill you unless you tell me what I want to hear. So it's interrogation. So now the first two cards, the, uh, well, the first three, the Aquarius, the Waitsmith, and the Morgan Greer, it looks like a personal interrogation. She's got two swords on either side of her head. She is in full control of how the truth is going to be arrived at. 
because it's her hands on those swords. And the moon shows that she's willing to walk through the nightmares. In fact, that she has to walk through the nightmares and the things that she doesn't want to see in order to get to that truth. But the choice here is whether or not you're going to do it. She's already made the choice to put herself in a situation where the sword is against her neck. And either the truth happens or she dies. In order to facilitate that, she put on a blindfold. Or maybe it's not that serious. I don't know. It's just that there's a whole bunch of swords and a whole bunch of water and a whole bunch of not happy faces in these cards. And that's the two of swords. Next week, I'm going to do the six of swords. And just a side note, something that's happening at the same time is my friend on Instagram, Spiral C Tarot. You should find them and like them because she posted something yesterday about how none of the swords, well, not none, most of the swords have blindfolds on and why that is. And it corresponds so perfectly with this card and all the swords in general. So you should check that out too. Um, you can find me and my memes on Instagram. You can rate and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for 119 followers on Spotify and 44 on Apple. It's nuts and awesome. And thank you. That's it. I'll talk to you next week. Till then, go pull some cards. Okay? Love ya. Bye. Ninth Arcana is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Teresa Fien Millies. Thank you for listening.